Good evening. My name is Joe Chow, and Mayor of Addison. This is my 11th year as Mayor of Addison. Along with me, and I have Mayor Potian, Guillermo Quintanilla, please stand up. Also, I have Director of Economic Development, Orlando Campos. And also I have Economic Development Manager, Wilson Kerr. Where are you, Wilson? He was here earlier. First, I wanna welcome all of you for coming to Edison. This is a city and I always feel, feel proud of. Also, I wanna thank this and the World Affairs Council and for choosing Edison to be the venue to hold this event. This is a hotel and I like most. Do you know why? John, you might know that. Since I got married with my wife in this hotel back to 2006. And uh, you don't even want to imagine how many people attending. That's the biggest crowd I ever had, which is 860 guests in the Crystal War room. So how can I forget this hotel? And I want to tell you this. I know John Stick, the former uh, counselor of Japan, and uh, he and his wife. He has represented the Japanese community so well. So give him a round of applause, please. We've been good friends. Sometimes we play golf a little bit, but last two years we couldn't do it. So I'm so glad to see him for the first time in two years. Yeah. So, you know, I always believe North Texas is a growing places and the economy is such wonderful. And I can't tell you how much we emphasize the cultural differences. And then Japan, I was, I grew up in Taiwan. We have a very close relationship with Japan and the United States. So you have to break all the differences and build up all those bridges and we can be a stronger country and in the world. So I want you to listen. I believe the panelists will bring you a lot of, a lot of impact and understanding about the North Texas economy. So please enjoy the event. And thank you very much for coming to Addison, Texas. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. Welcome. Good evening. Konbanwa. Yoko so. My name is Liz. Brailsford. I'm the president and CEO of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. I am particularly excited for tonight's program. As some of you may know, my career began in Japan, where I lived for several years. And I am quite literally standing in front of you this evening because of that experience. And so anything Japan-related, and what I can personally do to bridge the gap to further US, the US-Japan partnership 
are incredibly important to me. And Japan, my second home, will always be near and dear to my heart writ large. And with that, thank you, Mayor Chow, for welcoming us to Addison and for your partnership tonight. I'm happy to see Orlando Campos, Addison's Director of Economic Development and Tourism, Wilson Kerr, Manager of Economic Development, and Councilman Guillermo Quintanilla and Marlon Willison as well. It's great to be back and I'm so thrilled for our partnership and what's to come in the future. I'd also like to thank the Sasakawa Peace Foundation USA for their sponsorship and close partnership that has brought this expert panel to us in Dallas. We have Satohiro Akimoto, Shanti Shoji, and Benji Kennedy <laughs> from Sasakawa with us this evening. This is also a program of the World Affairs Councils of America, which is very dear to my heart as well, because that is where I worked before uh, in DC, before I moved to Dallas early this year. And it's wonderful to welcome my friend, new friend, Kathleen Mueller, who joins from their DC office tonight. So promotional support for this event was provided by our good friend, Paul Pass, the executive director of the Japan America Society of Dallas-Fort Worth. So thank you, Paul. And just a few other notes. If you're not a member of us yet, please join us. You can check out our website at dfwworld.org. And we'd love to welcome you to our community of engaged and informed members. Also, it's the holiday season. So a gift membership sounds awesome to me. Look at our website for options. The council is committed to providing a safe, and, uh, a safe environment for our community members for the most up-to-date information and health and safety practices and to view our latest lineup, please look at our website, again, at dfwworld.org. And now I'd like to welcome Satohiro Akimoto, Chairman of the Board and President of Sasakawa Peace Foundation USA. Dr. Akimoto has held roles at Mitsubishi, DirecTV Japan, Japan Society, among many other organizations. And he's also a contributor for the Japan Times. I've worked with Dr. Akimoto for years now through Sasakawa in my former job at the World Affairs Councils of America in DC. And I must say it is a true pleasure to see him after all of these years. We hope that our relationship sustains and deepens into the future. So thank you very much for your support. It's an honor to have you join us from Washington, DC. And with that, Akimoto-san, onegaishimasu. Good evening. Unlike Mayor Joe Chow, I don't own a Chinese restaurant. I'm not a politician, but I can say I love this hotel. What am I talking about? I have a 16-year-old son attending high school in Washington, D.C. And he's a soccer player, and he participated in this summer MLS Dallas Cup. So this is exactly the hotel that uh, uh, him and his team stay, my wife and uh, myself stay. So I can genuinely say I love this hotel. But anyway, so thank you very much for coming. 
I just wanted to uh, uh, say that uh, I am delighted uh, uh, to be in Texas, particularly uh, uh, North Texas. I don't look like it, but uh, uh, I play football in Japan. So I decided to pay respect to uh, TCU and SMU today. I don't know a lot about this intricate uh, uh, complex uh, relationship that Sony Dykes is involved, but uh, uh, wish best luck to uh, both teams. I just wanted to uh, uh, thank uh, Liz, Raise Ford. Thank you very much for all the support. Uh, uh, you described uh, our relationship, so I'm not gonna elaborate on that. I also like to uh, extend my thanks to uh, uh, Rachel Vogel and Kirsten Kallenberg of uh, World Affairs Council of uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. And also like to uh, thank Casey Euler of uh, World Affairs Council. So thank you very much. I also like to thank obviously again, uh, uh, Mayor Joe Chow. I know that you're busy and it uh, means a lot to us that uh, uh, you came to our event. I also like to uh, uh, thank Orlando uh, Campos, uh, Director of uh, uh, Business and uh, uh, Tourism uh, in Addison. So thank you very much for coming. I am really excited to be here because uh, up until four years ago, I was not mentioning the word uh, Mitsubishi, but uh, uh, since you said, I was a corporate senior vice president of Mitsubishi Corporation, one of the largest uh, trading and investment firm. And, uh, uh, you know, we talk about uh, uh, expanding business all the time, right? That's what the businessmen do. And uh, our headquarters in New York City, but we often talked about, uh, you know, what about Texas? You know, what about Dallas? What about Houston? And other Japanese companies have already made a, a move to uh, a Dallas or Fort Worth area. And, uh, you know, good weather and the good people, uh, relatively uh, uh, reasonable living costs, which is going up, but uh, uh, still uh, very, very reasonable. Uh, good uh, business environment, access to many different cities. Uh, uh, this is a wonderful place. And, uh, uh, you know, we are so excited to uh, bring uh, speakers representing uh, uh, Japanese companies who are, are bullish about uh, uh, North Texas. So I'm looking forward to the discussion. I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are some challenges and uh, issues that we have to face for the uh, future continuous development. I'm looking forward to a uh, uh, discussion. Uh, you didn't come here to uh, listen to me, so I'm gonna finish by uh, introducing uh, uh, Ms. Shanti Shoji, uh, Program uh, Director at the Sasakawa Peace Foundation USA. Sasakawa Peace Foundation, uh, some of you may know, uh, is, uh, is the largest uh, 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 grant-giving organization together with the uh, Japan Foundation, Nippon Foundation, and uh, a Tokyo Foundation uh, located in Tokyo. We focus on the five, five areas uh, uh, of research and uh, a grant-giving. First is a, a US-Japan relationship, which is the biggest one. Second one is uh, Japan's role in uh, Southeast Asia. And third one is uh, 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 ocean governance. We are very big in uh, uh, keeping the soundness uh, uh, of ocean, including uh, uh, marine uh, resources and diversity uh, women, obviously, and the relationship with the uh, Islamic countries. Uh, in Washington, we focus on uh, US-Japan relationship, uh, particularly in terms of uh, uh, on national security, uh, foreign policy, and uh, economic ties. And, uh, um, Ms. Shanti Shoji directs all the programs at the Sasakawa Peace Foundation. And I was thinking about doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing the role of a moderator tonight, but uh, uh, with all due respect to uh, Mr. Woods and Mr. Suzuki and uh, others, the panelists, uh, uh, rather than having, uh, uh, and I'm the oldest, you know, rather than having uh, over 60 year old person doing uh, uh, a role of a moderator, I thought, no, Shanti is better suited. So uh, I'll ask Shanti to uh, do it. 
She's a veteran of a US-Japan relationship. She worked in Japan. Uh, she actually went to Japan as a JET person uh, immediately after uh, graduation from college. Uh, she taught uh, uh, English in Japan, just like uh, Liz, you did that in uh, uh, Niigata, you know, and uh, uh, Shanti worked in uh, Japan uh, before she came back here and worked for the Japanese embassy. So she's really dedicated to the Japan relationship and I'm very lucky to uh, uh, have her. So uh, uh, with that, uh, uh, I'd like to uh, invite Shanti and the panelists to come up on the stage. Shanti, thank you. All right, hello everyone, good evening. I, I think you can hear me, it sounds like I'm on. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be here with you all. And um, this is our first program back in person uh, since we did this program in March of 2020 in Utah. So it's really a pleasure to be doing it in person again, but to be here uh, in this city on this occasion. And again, thank you so much to Mayor Chow for joining us and the very warm welcome to Addison. It's nice to know we had so many connections with the hotel already. <laughs> As they'd say in Japanese, it's a uh, goen. Uh, it's, it's kind of uh, a quinkadink that we are all here again together. Uh, so my name is Shanti Shoji, Director of Programs at Sasakawa USA. And it really brings me such personal joy and professional joy to be here. It's been mentioned before, but um, having worked in Japan, you know, it's so great that in my career I can continue to do this. And having worked on the JET program, and Liz has as well, it's just really great that, you know, years down the road, we can connect again and help bring uh, programming uh, to your community here. So tonight's event is part of Sasakawa USA's The Alliance Working in America series where usually uh, for our programs, we work in Washington, DC with the policy community there, um, political leaders, the media, things like that. But you know, the US-Japan Alliance is important across the United States. So we get out of DC um, into local communities and um, discuss the importance of that alliance. And we're so happy to be here in North Texas to do that with you all. Um, and we're so thrilled to be able to partner with the World Affairs Council of America and then uh, World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth here with Liz uh, to be able to do this program. Tonight, we're honored to have with us three leaders who are deeply knowledgeable about this topic. Uh, just to kind of set up what the event will be like tonight, our discussion, Mr. Yasuhiro Uozumi, Executive Director of Keidanden USA, who is based in Washington, DC, but with us tonight, uh, we'll kick off the program providing context of the overarching importance of the economic impact of the US-Japan Alliance and what that has on uh, here in the US and in Texas. Dallas Baptist University is a global Christ-centered institution whose students are making an impact in business, law, medicine, education, public service, and the list goes on. DBU is honored to sponsor the Global IQ podcast and to offer a significant scholarship for World Affairs Council members towards a master's in international studies. For further information about this scholarship or about DBU in general, email Lee Bratcher at leeb at dbu.edu. We will then dive into North Texas specifically, hearing from two key figures in your community. Mr. Mark Ikeno, President and CEO of NEC Corporation of America, will be joining us virtually uh, soon on screen. And we have uh, Mr. Yoichiro Suzuki, Senior Vice President, Corporate Collaboration of NTT Data Services. Following their remarks, we will have a brief discussion and Q&A. 
I know we're already already running short on time, so I will try to get to the good part of the discussion, <laughs> which you all came here to listen to. Um, and with that, I'd like to ask the panelists to come on stage. So if we could bring Mr. Ikeno on to the camera and Mr. Suzuki and Uozumi, if you could join me up here. All right, thank you. And wonderful. We can see you, Mr. Ikeno, can you hear us? Yes, yes. Wonderful, all right. Thank you so much for joining us virtually this evening. So with no further ado, I would like to kick the program over to Uozumi-san, uh, who will start us off. Thank you very much uh, for having me today. Uh, it's a great pleasure and great honor for me to be here tonight. Uh, I know time is very limited, so uh, I'm gonna start my presentation. Uh, so today I wanna explain about uh, contribution and engagement by Japanese companies in the US and in Texas. So before that, uh, I think most of you don't know about KDANE. What is KDANE? Mm -hmm. KDANE is an abbreviation. Our official name is Nippon Keizai Dantai Rengokai. It's too long. <laughs> so Nippon means Japan. Keizai means economy or business. Dantai means organization. And Rengokai means federation. So we use KDANE or Japan Business Federation. Uh, we have more than 1,400 member companies. Uh, those are leading Japanese companies such as NEC, NTT, uh, Toyota, Canon, Hitachi, etc. So we represent the leading voice of Japanese companies. Uh, our headquarters in Tokyo, and we uh, collect voices and concerns of our member companies and make a proposal to policymakers. Those are congressional people or federal government people, as well as state or local state uh, government people. So sometimes uh, we dispatch, de dispatch delegation to several states. In recent six years, we visited 17 states and 28 cities. And we sometimes receive delegation from all over the United States. And some governors visit KDAN and have a discussion with our executives. And not only governors, but also mayors, uh, such as San Antonio, Los Angeles, uh, visited KDAN. And I heard mayor of Houston uh, have a plan to visit Japan next year. So I hope Mayor Cho visit <laughs> Japan and visit KDAN in the near future. <laughs> and the yellow star shows uh, business speaker series. This is a program with the support of Japan American Society. Uh, NAJAS is a national association of Japan American Society. And the NAJAS and the KDAN have a joint program, five seminars in each year. Uh, so next year, Paul-san is here. Uh, he's arranging a seminar in February, right? So uh, the, one of the biggest financial institutions, uh, SMBC, will be in Dallas. And there is a seminar, SMBC will explain about their business and their strategy in the US. So I hope you can join us in February. And we, I think you already received these two documents by email. So this shows uh, macroeconomic data about the Japanese contribution and Japanese engagement 
Uh, so I want to explain this document briefly today. So from the viewpoint of Japan, US is the top destination of investment. About 30% of Japanese investment in foreign countries account, uh, is, goes for the United States. And Japanese exports to overseas, uh, about 18.4% is go to the US. So US is the second largest country after China. So from the viewpoint of Japan, US is the most important country. And from the viewpoint of US, so Japan matters for America. Japan is a leading investor. In total, uh, about $650 billion investment from Japanese companies to the United States. And in 2019, uh, $39 billion was invested from Japanese company to the United States, only one year. Mm -hmm. And Japanese investment focuses on high quality, uh, high quality fields, uh, such as R&D spending. So Japan spent about $11 billion in 2018, and the number is increases four times before, uh, if you compare with the 1998. And Japan is a top exporter from the US. Japanese companies created products and export overseas from the US. So that number is $85 billion. That is the number one exporter from the US to overseas. And Japanese companies are the leading job creator. In 2018, about uh, 950,000 jobs was created directly by Japanese companies. And if you include indirect effects, the number increases about 1.8 million jobs were created by Japanese companies. And if you look for a look at Texas, 75,000 jobs were created by Japanese companies. And in recent nine years, uh, Japanese investment accounts for six, about $6 billion. So that's a huge number, I think. And if you look at exports, total exports to Japan from Texas accounts for $12 billion. Uh, the leading industries oil and gas, chemicals, computers and electronics products, machinery, and passenger fares. Those are the potential industries Japanese companies are uh, interested in expanding their businesses. And I want to change uh, topics for engagement in local communities. Japanese companies not only investing uh, for business, but also would be uh, good corporate citizens. Uh, they would like to have a long-term relationship with local communities. So Japanese companies spend money to uh, support public health, environmental, education, and charitable causes. So I compiled 21 companies as a uh, good examples for Japanese companies' engagement in local communities. If you have time later, please look through this document. And I want to show just three cases today. So why is the NEC? I think Ikeno-san will explain about the details about their engagement in local communities. One good example is about the Irma Lange Young Leadership School sub, uh, program. So NEC supports uh, this program and 
donate a huge money and uh, spend employee time and employee time and IT experts to resign and procure new equipment for the Elmorangel computer lab. And, and Fujitsu case, which has a US headquarter in Richardson, uh, North Dallas area. Uh, and Fujitsu also focuses on the education activities in Richardson areas. Uh, they uh, establish uh, scholarships program. Uh, they support young uh, leaders and they uh, focus on STEM education. Also, uh, the Toyota has a great program, uh, not only for Texas, but also they provide a nationwide program. Uh, in 13 states, they have uh, family learning programs. Uh, so I only explain, so I only show three cases today, but I collected more than 500 examples by less than 100 companies. So I wanna publish more documents in the near future. So I stop, I stop here. All right, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Really appreciate that. So thank you so much for providing kind of the backdrop uh, for the conversation as we now dive into North Texas and uh, learn more about your community here and the things that uh, are happening. So, uh, Mr. Ikeno, so happy to see you. Uh, if you could please go ahead. Yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Ikeno, uh, CEO of NEC Corporation of America. Uh, first of all, uh, I ap apologize for not being able to join the event in person uh, because uh, yesterday morning I had a meeting with customer, but uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, some of one attendants I uh, got the COVID positive test. So, so, so in order for us to uh, for enhance our security, so I decided to uh, join virtually. Uh, sorry for that. Uh, first of all, and it's great honor to be here. And uh, let me explain overview of NEC and also our activity in the United States. Uh, NEC is a global technology communication tech company with 120 years history and uh, 30 billion dollar revenue worldwide and 110,000 employees. And we are very much focusing on uh, solution for society. Uh, that means uh, we like to improve uh, safety, security, efficiency, and the fairness of society by the power of ICT. And talking about uh, uh, NEC business in America, uh, we have been operating uh, business here in US more than 60 years and also for more than 40 years in Texas. And also we moved to our US headquarters from New York to Dallas 20 years ago. And we have an office nationwide and large presence in the Washington DC area for government relations and federal business. And also uh, like a large presence in the California for biometrics. And we have two laboratories in the United States. The reason why we moved to Dallas, we moved to headquarters to Dallas in 20 years ago is a couple of reasons. So maybe everybody can easily imagine. One is a good talent, good people. Uh, second is a convenience for the travel and also very business friendly uh, you know, systems. And also uh, in the, uh, we do, I think there is a telecom corridor, many uh, telecom operators and telecom technology company uh, located in the North Texas. 
And also looking at the uh, current situation and the future in Dallas, uh, my understanding is that Texas has and North Dallas area has a very good energy system, also uh, like uh, digital infrastructure, you know, global number three uh, location for data centers. And also Dallas uh, economy is very diversified, so, so, so well balanced. And also probably because of the China issue, so, so relationship with Mexico is more becoming more important. And then, then, then considering the relationship Mexico logistics, Texas uh, be a more important place. And also DFW expanding a lot, uh, 39 million passenger uh, uh, in 2020 and 3.4 million passenger in international. And also they are changing uh, hub function for Asia from Los Angeles to DFW. So, 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 like, uh, I believe Dallas has uh, lots of advantage uh, for future. And also more importantly, I like to emphasize one thing is that uh, good people and good uh, communities, also business executive uh, is always thinking about the community because I, I'm, a board, I'm a one of the board member of Dallas Region Chamber, but uh, every board meeting, so they are talking about the school issue or like uh, diversity inclusion issue, how we can improve the community, Dallas community. That's kind of discussion uh, we are doing in Dallas Region Chamber. That's a great advantage, I think. And then uh, let me talk about uh, our main business in the United States. We are doing the enterprise communication and enterprise IT solution and also biometric solution. Our main growth area is biometrics, uh, like a fingerprint matching or face recognition. And uh, originally, we started the business uh, to the state government, state police, county police, and the city police for the fingerprint matching system for uh, criminal investigations. And, and from five years ago, uh, we provided the face recognition to the Department of Homeland Security. We saw the enterprise license to DHS, that means the all the backend matching of US immigration are done by NEC softwares. Then, then, then we expand to the business to the Delta Airlines, Star Alliance, Universal Studio, many enterprise customer is using uh, face recognition. Then, 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 then uh, the reason of I'm talking about the face recognition is uh, one of the issue is if people hear about face recognition or AI, Many people feel fears, very scary. And machine or AI control people, like uh, uh, minority report type uh, controlled society or dark society. But uh, we don't want to create a dark society. Then if you look at the situation that uh, face boarding at the Delta Airlines or Star Alliance, so uh, originally with that uh, traditional way is, you know, traveler have to look for the passport, and air ticket, and, uh, and they, they need to put the ticket into the scanner. Everybody is looking down. But by face boring, a traveler doesn't have to look for the passport or ticket, just uh, see the kiosk. Then, then beyond the kiosk, a uh, traveler can see the uh, airline start. That means the uh, people are looking at each other, then they are smiling. And also, like a uh, uh, boring process, and uh, boring experience is completely changed. Boarding experience is going to be a, like a smiling process. Also, uh, by you know the uh, using face boarding, 
uh, boiling time uh, usually take uh, 30 minutes, but uh, shorten to 20 minutes. Uh, that's also provide a more efficiency. So, so, so what I like to say is uh, we like to make machine or AI to take care of mundane task. So let's uh, have machine take care of the cumbersome process. <laughs> then people can focus on more important things. What is the more important things? We believe uh, it is a uh, human and human community, co community, uh, communication with each other, interaction with each other, and to create a new value. That's a uh, human have to focus on. So, so that's kind of a human-centric society, uh, NEC, and I, I think other Japanese company like to create. So, so, so uh, that's uh, one area we have to emphasize. And also the other point is the uh, technology is just enabler. So, so, so uh, technology itself has no meaning. Important issue is bring the technology into customer real environment. Then, 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 then converting technology into customer value by using technology, so revenue 20% up, but cost 30% down. Such kind of the, uh, customer value creation is very important. Then, then in this regard, US market is the most advanced market. So let's bring technology into customer in the United States and create a new uh, value. Then they expand this kind of new value to other worlds. That's a strategy we are now taking. And lastly, but not least, so uh, as a Japanese company, we are promoting uh, social contribution activity in Texas. Uh, as uh, uh, Wozumi-san kindly mentioned, we are working for ISD uh, to contributing with the uh, like a student and teachers, enhancing the STEAM education and enhancing the IT literacy. Also, we are working together with the university, like uh, we have a relationship with the University of Texas Dallas. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, social activity uh, we are strongly promoting here in Texas. Also recently, uh, in addition to the, these activity, uh, our company is now focusing on two areas. One is supporting the homeless. The other one is prevention of human trafficking. So, so, so uh, traditionally Japanese company has a good concept saying uh, sampo yoshi. Sampo yoshi means the uh, good for customer, good for employee, and good for society. And I think it's time to demonstrate Japanese companies goodwill. So we should be uh, not only the good neighbors to, to the United States, we should be a part of a community. That kind of attitude uh, I like to strongly promote. And we like to be a we like to continue to be a good citizen uh, in the U.S. market. Thank you. Thank you, Kenneth. And it's uh, great to hear about how how long NEC has been in this community and uh, the really important work you're doing in these communities. And uh, now we will jump over to Suzuki San, who will talk to us uh, from NTD Data Services. Thank you, Shanti. Um, so thank you very much for giving me and the NTT data so this opportunity to introduce us with this uh, wonderful community. I'm so I'm, uh, happy and excited so with being part of this program tonight. So first, I really wish 
I could share the wonderful story and the memory about this hotel, <laughs> along with uh, Mr. Chow, the mayor Chow, and well as our Kimo-san. But I'm very sure this evening will be my unforgettable <laughs> night. And then I will like this, you know, and the place and the community more and more. <laughs> and I also wish NTT data, so would be on the list. Um, what Zumi-san introduced as one example of really excellent so. <laughs> <laughs> educational program in this community. So, um, but uh, you know, uh, we are now trying to expand a lot of the things in this community and hopefully in the near future. So uh, we can be on that list as well. So um, maybe some of you uh, already know about us NTT and NTT data, but, but probably, so I have to admit, uh, um, you know, NTT and NTT data brand is relatively new for the US market. So and many of the uh, audience probably don't know about us uh, uh, and well. So probably I wanna start from some basics uh, of who we are and what is the NTT and the NTT data is. So um, NTT data services, it's us. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's um, representing the United, North America's business unit as part of an NTT data. So NTT data is our parent company based in Japan. So that NTT data also has parents. So it's our grandparent, <laughs> uh, if I can say it, uh, from us. Now this NTT, NTT Holdings Group, uh, it's uh, also based in Japan. It's a huge uh, you know, group companies. Um, so 110 billion in revenue and uh, more than 300,000 people across the world, and 960 subgroup companies are under the NTT umbrella. And the NTT starts their you know, history with the telephone business. Uh, I think that more than 70 years ago in Japan, so we had it's a kind of the huge Japan heritage in the corporate, um, as like you know, Toyota and uh, you know, the Sony and the NEC as in the world is already introduced. So it's a huge brand and the huge groups and uh, let me say that it's a little bit complicated. So NTT data is part of the NTT group and then the 22 billion in revenue and then uh, 110,000 people we also have. The part we are doing is uh, some sort of IT service provider, IT consulting. Um, we are supporting the clients uh, move to the more digital environment. Um, if I can, you know, uh, pick up the, some of the keyword or the buzzword, it's kind of the crowd, the automation, the IoT, um, the application, the cyber securities, and data analytics, and all those things. So we don't have a factory. We are not uh, creating any product. It's not a consumer type business. Our, our business is a you know, B2B type business. So people are the everything. It's a pure, um, you know, the person people based on the type of the, the business and the company you're providing that. Again, so NTT data services is uh, representing the US and the business and the marketplace and the 5 billion in revenue and the 50,000 people, including the 20,000 employees in India. So um, now we are now trying to expand our business more and more in here. So now I wanna talk about a little bit, little bit more about our history 
in the United States as NTT data and why we are in this North Texas community. So 20 years ago, that's the time when I joined the company, the NTT data. I mean, NTT data had almost nothing outside of Japan. It's a pure Japanese domestic company. So that's a surprise for me as well. Yeah, I, I cannot talk about my personal story. It's going to be too long, <laughs> but uh, I can say that life is so unpredictable. I cannot believe why I'm here now, but anyway, <laughs> besides that. So then uh, how we expanded our global presence in the US, it's all about the acquisitions. 10 years ago, we made our first big acquisition. It's a 2010. Uh, I still remember the transaction date was the uh, end of the year, the, the December 31st. So uh, we acquired the company uh, named King based in Boston, Massachusetts. So that's the beginning of our history. And then the more than 10,000 you know, people, including the India resources, joined our company. So, and including the, a lot, great, great leadership team as that. Since then, we are making some history in here. Um, but uh, after the four, four years of the acquisition, we decided to move our headquarters from Boston to Texas. So probably I can talk about the three major things why we did that. The pretty same and the same similar reason what Ikeno-san mentioned earlier. So number one, it's about the client, right? Our client is very diverse. So when it comes to the industry, it's the healthcare and the banking, financial and the insurance, and then the manufacturing and the retail and the commercial, as well as the public sector. So pretty much everything we are covering in just the marketplace. So of course, we have a lot of great, great client base in here, Texas. That's a strong reason why we did this, but also our clients spread across the nations from the west to the east and north and the south. So very important for us to reach out to the uh, clients uh, from our location. And then also from clients, right? And we can enjoy the just geographical um, the advantage from the client perspective. The second thing is the people and the resources. Needless to say, again, as I mentioned, people do everything for us. So um, the very, you know, it's a great talent pool that we can access, including the college network, the growing community, you know, the very welcome environment and the, you know, to, to, to have the new people from other states and other places. This is very important for us to easy access to that. And the third thing is uh, um, the community, especially the IT community, the EDS and the HP, DXC, um, Dell and the, you know, back then we already have those and the you know major IT players and then here they're expanding the, the, the community as well. So that will be very be very important for us to use and share the same resources and whatever it is and as a part of the same industry and the community. So those are the major reasons, but probably in addition. Um, as Akimosan mentioned in the past, so I can say both, uh, you know, North Texas area and the Texas itself are very uh, business friendly community. Now I want to say that the, the we can also enjoy the some sort of the benefit of the economies and the, the through this transition as well. So um, then if I can go back to the history of NTT data in the US, five years ago, 2016, we made another big acquisition. We acquired former Dell services. This is uh, 
formerly as known as payroll system. Obviously, Los Ferro is a founder of the company. And many, many local employees and people joined us, including the great leaderships in there again. So this transaction just to prove us, oh, we are in the right place. So we are still in the middle of a journey to be a global top player under the NTT or NTT data brand in here, but we are very enjoying this challenge with this community. So maybe, you know, we have the same agenda, more goal grows and together. So thank you so much. Back All to right. You. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for the three of you sharing your thoughts and insights on uh, the importance of the US-Japan Alliance, uh, specifically uh, here in this community. And I know each of you had a very short time about what you could say and what you're working on. Um, but I think, you know, we spoke a bit about why you're here, um, why um, Japan is good for the U.S. and all the uh, work we're, we're creating. But I'm curious to hear about the future. What do you think uh, the future holds uh, for your companies, uh, both Suzuki-san and Ikeno-san here in this area? Um, and Uzumi-san, for you more broadly, uh, U.S.-Japan uh, in the future, if you have thoughts on that. Suzuki-san, would you like to start, perhaps? Sure, thank you. So, okay, yeah, firstly, I want to say now community is more, more important than ever, right? The pandemic makes us you know, stay with the community. We have a real life in the local community. So, and then as a IT, the digital company, as I mentioned, I, 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 probably, you know, we can do a lot of things together the more in the future. Mm. So for example, it's a very, it's a very uh, early stage of the pandemic and uh, NTT data and uh, provides uh, COVID tracking apps and applications that you can use the smartphone to track the you know, COVID situation type of thing with the city of Austin in Texas, right? So and that, can, that type of technology can support the community, uh, the citizens to respond, you know, uh, uh, how, how to respond when you have some symptoms uh, or you have some, you got you know, some positive result on the COVID test and the, those, those type of things. Mm. So that's the very the mutual effort and then quick turn around when the time and the speed and agility is very important and the nimble reaction that we technology uh, could help and a lot of things in the community area. Mm -hmm. Now also and apart from the community, uh, I'm sorry, apart from the technology and, uh, you know, and the business side of things and, uh, you know, um, as part of the community members, we are very proud of being the active participants of the North Texas food drive, I mean, the peanuts butter drive, and we call that. We are the, uh, that's an annual program, the very, very fun competitions. So, and actually, so inside of the company, we have a different groups who is you know, making a, a donation as a competition, who is doing better than others. And it's a very fun time, you know, one week and two weeks of program, but we are very proud. You know, we can feel that as a real, you know, and a part of the member of the, of the, of the uh, you know, the communities. And mm -hmm. so that type of thing, we can also think about more and we can expand more with more people and more employees in the family. So that type of thing that we can think about it. But uh, in the end, uh, we, can, we can do more and we can do a lot of things together with the community in future. So for, for NTT data services, really growing the community and your impact here is 
one thing you're looking to for the future. Exactly. Yeah, yep. great. And uh, Ikeno-san, how about you and NEC? Uh, yeah, I think uh, because of the COVID, uh, so living life lifestyle changed. Uh, before the uh, pandemic, uh, so everybody is uh, living in a large city like uh, New York, Los Angeles. Then, then, then in the past, uh, like uh, economy and like uh, civilization uh, is progress based on the concentration. So urbanization uh, grow the economy and the civilizations. But uh, because of the COVID, people uh, found out concentration not good. That's why we are now talking about a local, locally distributed economy, uh, like uh, including uh, like a local production, lo local consumption, more like a distribute to uh, each city or each region. Uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, lifestyle, working style, and business style changed. Then looking at the new style, that area is very good because we have a good, like, uh, lots of the, uh, uh, like, uh, place, run, and more affordable, and also the, uh, like, uh, energy. And also, uh, you know, we, we do have, uh, like, uh, access to, uh, digital environment, network and data center, and also diversity, diversified, you know, the industry. Mm -hmm. So that has a very good advantage uh, in this viewpoint. Then the RAS has a chance to be a leader of locally, local economy, local, local economic base, né? like uh, societies. Uh, that's my view. Then also, Important issue is, as I mentioned again, good good people, southern hospitality. People <laughs> is talking each other and care about each other. Like like that uh, like Texas people have the uh, like a sense of dependency. Then I think that's is the uh, you know the uh, take a lead in the new 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 coming era and Texas. That has a good position. And I believe Texas culture and human like uh, hospitality, that's it is very common to that of uh, Japanese one. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds like uh, for part of the community, but also with COVID, uh, the agility of the yeah. area, the, the diversity that yeah. it has, yeah, yeah. the agility yeah. uh, provides. Um, Kind of the support needed to carry on throughout the future and that makes me think of um, the us japan alliance and the agility that the alliance really has because we are so close and um, that's why these types of things are so important that we continue to understand uh, the importance of that relationship but um, speaking of that what do you think ozumi-san regarding uh, the future of uh, japanese business economic impact here in the united states thank you for asking very mm -hmm. important question uh, there is a survey conducted by Japanese government agency, JETRO, uh, to ask about their future plans in the United States market. Mm -hmm. uh, there are uh, about 4,000 Japanese companies in the US currently, and more than 40% companies conceptually ask, uh, replied, they are willing to expand their business mm -hmm. in the US. So 4,000 times 40%, 
so about mm -hmm. 1,600 mm -hmm. companies are willing to expand their businesses in the United States. This shows uh, Japanese companies' willingness and desire to have more business in the United States. In the United States. Mm -hmm. And I want to show one example uh, in Texas. Uh, there is a project uh, about Texas Shinkansen, Texas mm -hmm. High Speed Rail Project. Sure uh, that was a project between Dallas and Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you can drive between those cities by three or four hours. Mm -hmm. But if Texas Shinkansen project, project was completed, the uh, trench time would be about 90 minutes. Wow. So I think it is similar to Japanese Shinkansen. Yes. So it's comfortable, uh, it's safety. Yes. And so, the, those of us who have been to Japan or have lived in Japan <laughs> understand oh, <yeah. laughs> how amazing this would be to have in the United States. So that is a good potential mm -hmm. for Texas mm -hmm. to have more Japanese business mm -hmm. in Dallas and in Houston. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. And uh, by prerogative of the moderator, if okay with everyone, I'm going to extend uh, this a bit longer so we can have Q&A from the audience, if that's all right. Um, I know it is already really time and I have more questions, but I'd love to hear from the audience if you all have questions. Um, and we have our first question uh, from Professor Newton. So uh, let us just get you the mic. We're walking that over to you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for a wonderful event. I just want to thank Uzumi-san, Suzuki-san, and Ikeno-san, and also for um, Ms. Shoji for doing a great job as a moderator. This was really interesting. Um, so my question, I, I'm also a senior fellow at the Tower Center at SMU. Um, my question for you is, um, if you could give us a little bit, I, I guess it starts with a caveat, which is I'm not asking you to comment on American politics at all. <laughs> but given the fact that American politics right now is extremely polarized and, and we see big changes from one administration to the next, I would love your perspective on what it's like to do business in that yeah. climate and the challenges that Japanese businesses face in the United States in general, but also maybe in Texas. Are you, are you a little bit shielded from that? You all mentioned the good business environment that we have in Texas. And I wonder if that is it opts for or, or makes it result in a better outcome? Thank you so much. A very important question. And I too am curious <laughs> to hear responses. How would anyone like to start? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for the wonderful asking for wonderful question. Uh, the US Japan relationship is very important from the viewpoint of policies and politics. Uh, thanks to the good relationship between politicians uh, between the US and Japan, we have a good relationship. And sometimes we have benefit from those good relationships. But uh, if you compare with uh, former administration and the current administration, there are differences about uh, politics, especially in climate change, uh, infrastructure, or some other topics that, that really have huge impact on Japanese businesses. So, we really hope we have a very predictable and stable business environment <laughs> to do a good businesses. So we don't care about uh, which party is better or not. Uh, we don't say that, but we really hope good business environment uh, is uh, in the United States. Oh, of course, the US has 
already a very good business in environment. That's why Japanese businesses invested a lot of money in the United States and have a long-term relationship with the US. Uh, but we really hope uh, we have more frequent communication with policymakers and US businesses. Uh, those kind of things would support our good relationship. And we hope uh, more business-friendly environment. Mm -hmm. In the near future. Thank you. Ikeno Sama Suzuki san, do you have Suzuki? -san? Yes. Take that next <laughs> because uh, that question is very, very interesting for us because at the beginning of um, the you know, as I mentioned the history, uh, we try to expand the business in here. That's a strong concern for us because our ultimate parent NTT. Still, 30, more than 30% of share owned by government, Japanese government. Mm -hmm. And again, when we can acquire the company, they are providing the services to the US government as well, the federal you know, administration type of thing. So we are really worried about maybe the US government or our potential client, we said, no, <laughs> we don't want to do the business with the NTT because your boss is NT and, and Japanese government or something like that. But that was over concern. Mm -hmm. Nothing bad happened so far. I don't know for the future, <laughs> but in the US, Japan, the relationship is very strong. And that was very, very supportive for us. No, I'm not hearing anything bad so far, but even for the you know, uh, public sector and the client, their uh, expectation is very high. Now our public sector business is also growing very rapidly, more than commercial sector. So we have a great, you know, um, interest and the intention of investment in the U.S. Our uh, market share in the U.S. as an NTT data group is less than one percent across all about all IT service industry. That's too too low. Too low. In Japan, we have more than ten percent market share. Mm -hmm. We need quickly double. We have uh, this strong intention to the US market and the clients and all of the potential uh, in the marketplace and uh, they are really welcoming uh, that our strategy. I'm very sure we have to do more in this market and the US market relationship really, really help for us to expand our business. All right, thank you. Ikeno-san, would you like to comment? Uh, yeah, I think that we are working in the technology sector. Then, then I believe technology is some sort of a double-edged sword. So if we use technology correctly, many people can be happy. But uh, if we use technology badly, eh, many unhappy people. So, so, so then, 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 then technology changing rapidly, but uh, then, then in parallel, we need to think about how we can use technology and how we can respect human rights. Then, then, then this kind of issue it shall, should, uh, shall be done through the many discussion, debate, conversations uh, by you know, the uh, people who have uh, different opinions. So in this regard, uh, like a US approach or European approach is, I would say much better than yeah, mon monopoly approach. So, so, so in this regard to Japan, yeah, I, I, I think the uh, uh, US is very important to Japan because uh, we have the same way of thinking. And then uh, that's one basic issue. 
In other easier because of the uh, political issue anyway, like uh, logistics or manufacturing uh, impacted. Then as I mentioned, probably uh, having a, you know, uh, manufacturing plant in the China, probably we better to have a, a plant in the United States or Mexico or Latin America. So, 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 so that's uh, changing the uh, like uh, business climate. Then more like a connection with Mexico, more connection with Latin America, logistics becoming very important. So th that's it. Then, then in this regard, Texas is a, a key, key, key place to connecting the Mexico and Latin America. So that this kind of issue is affecting, uh, I think, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we are now tuning up uh, our strategy and approach right, right now. But still, yeah, uh, as uh, Rosemi mentioned, Suzuki-san mentioned, uh, US is a very important partner for Japan and very important for Japanese company, definitely. And our approach is, as I mentioned, creating a new value here in the United States uh, by using technology and creating a new value, customer value, then they export it to other markets. That's a strategy. And we have, and in this regard, US is a very strategic uh, point of uh, our company, Japanese company, I think. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I think I keep coming back to this word, but agility, uh, we have such a strong relationship that despite the changes here in the US with our um, government who's leading or which way we're swinging or what election has just come up, but also in Japan, you know, as of recent, uh, there's been several changes uh, with uh, prime minister leadership. Um, but I think it comes back to, you know, having these core values where they're the same. Uh, really, despite who is in office, and we can rely on those. Um, so that's great. Yes, Liz. So for those who work in U.S.-Japan relations, or those who are familiar with U.S.-Japan relations, or those who are familiar with uh, economic trade and development, know the how important the alliance is, and how important our relationship is. But how do we highlight Japan and our relationship, our alliance, and how much of an impact Japan has on the United States and vice versa, and in the North Texas area, how do we highlight that more in our area so that North Texans know this? Mm -hmm. And I, um, I think perhaps specifically for Suzuki-san and Ikeno-san, your community, community engagement activities that you're doing are one way that you can do that. But do either of you have, or is Uwezumi-san, if you'd like to chime in? Okay, maybe I want to take Uzo. that first. <laughs> yeah, so um, let, let me talk about one of the current challenge, right? Current challenge is, uh, you know, it's all about the people again. <laughs> so in the same thing, but uh, uh, you know, uh, recruiting and the training, the retaining the good good people. So especially in the IT market, it's super competitive. I understand this not only for NTT, but for the other uh, IT market player, and even outside of the IT market, it's a uh, you know a very very uh, you know competitive market for any industry, right? The talent, the people, the resources. So, but it's very critical for us. That this is one of the biggest things that we need to tackle. That. But I'm a little bit optimistic about this challenge 
in uh, with this in the community in the North Texas area. So um, I, I want to try to make the really quick, but uh, I, I want to share the one episode. So as I mentioned, the NTT is doing a lot of things. So we have a one sister company who is doing a real estate business in the basin in New York. The president of the company traveled to Texas this summer. So that was his first travel to the Texas area. And we had a, a, a project working together. And he spent the entire week and a half in here, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And he also visited Austin. And then at the end of the travel, he just told me he finally understands why everything is coming here. Everyone is coming here from another state. So probably I have a you know, better explanation and the better reason I can give, but uh, you know, that one word just uh, give me a shot. And then you know, um, more than any other words, so that I can probably trust that type of the instinction that the people just witnessed uh, the dynamism of the uh, movement of the, you know, the community and the population or the business and the, some sort of that. So he said uh, this is a magnet of the people. So, you know, and the place is the magnet of the people that, and, you know, I still can trust that and I'm very optimistic and about our future, even though we are having a, a big challenges of the resources, the talent acquisition, the, uh, you know, the education and the type of thing. So I don't know if this is answering to your question, that's uh, that, that's that and I want to share with you. All right, thank you. Ikeno-san. Um... Yeah. I know yeah. you, you do a lot of work, especially in areas that I think aren't so common uh, with community engagement, yeah. uh, human trafficking, homelessness, um, and of course, education. But yeah, do you have any ideas on perhaps how we can better magnify uh, to those who are not in this room <laughs> uh, about the importance of yeah. uh, Japanese business in this area? Uh, yeah, so uh, that's the question. What the... Uh, let me talk about one example. Né? I, I talk about the uh, uh, support to homeless people. Uh, uh, in San Antonio, there is a homeless support facility uh, named Heaven for Hope. Uh, uh, this is our largest, largest homeless support facility in the United States. Uh, maybe 100, uh, 1,500 people or 2,000 people, uh, they are you know, welcome in the homeless. Uh, each day. And they are providing a one-stop shopping. Né? They are providing a shelter, food service, healthcare, and uh, legal service, uh, employment. And also they are providing a short-term stay and they are providing apartment. Even they have a, pro they providing a kindergarten. So, so that kind of like a homeless support facility is a, some sort of role model of homeless support. Then, then we are now talking how technology can contribute to their operations, like a video, video analytic technology, or like a emergency communication data analytic. Then, then by using technology, then, then, then so people, uh, staff member in homeless support can work more efficiently. And rather than be, being bothered by like uh, ID, like uh, checking people or logistics. So this kind of cumbersome thing would be done by technology, AI. Then mm -hmm. the uh, facility staff can focus on how they can communicate 
with a client, client in the home studio. And that, mm-hmm. that's uh, like uh, one of the future models, how technology can contribute. And also the, this formal support facilities are some sort of the small societies. So, so, so by, by doing, uh, working in this uh, with facility, we can make uh, some uh, like a role model and then we can replicate in Japan, in, in other states in the United States or in Japan. So, so, so that, that's kind of a human touch. But as far as I talk to many people, and many people in Texas, they respect human touch. So that kind of culture is very common to Texas people and Japanese people. So that kind of uh, human-human interaction activity uh, eventually deepens the trust between two companies, two countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that kind of way uh, I like to work. So eventually, so business like activity and social creation, social value creation activity by company, corporate citizen, eventually can deepen the relationship mm-hmm. uh, with two countries. And also talking about Japan, uh, I'm very outspoken. Japanese economy is suffering. Then the 1980, Japan has a big like uh, economies, good, strong economy powers. But uh, like uh, compared with China, Japan's, Japanese power is decreasing. But, uh, but Japan has a good like a culture and good people. And we need to think about how we can work with how we can deal with other countries. So probably I think uh, we have a one hint in the community activities, I believe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I think also uh, the work, for example, that uh, Paul, you do at uh, Japan America Society um, here, you know, those are important programs to educate more people and um, youth especially uh, so that they can go on and educate their parents and uh, carry that with them as they grow. Um, so we are over time um, and at time. So I'm going to go ahead and um, call it here. So just allow some time for as well. So you can meet with the speakers and uh, chat and connect if you'd like. But thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to Ikeno-san, Suzuki-san, Uozumi-san, uh, and uh, World Affairs Councils of America, World Affairs Councils of Dallas-Fort Worth, and Mayor Chow and all of those who have joined us today for tonight's event. And I hope you learned some new things. Thank you so much.